0: There's Dalton again, the looking, pressure comes, Dalton throws for the side, yeah. coming back to get it, it's a they know, out of bounds, and nailed it, sucker, good snap, good hold, Let's his kick on the way, and it is, oh, the upright double joint, Absolutely. Goddamn beautiful. It sounded like both uh, both announcers came in their pants there and boy, so did I. Uh, that was awesome. Um, I love, love beating the Saints. We own the Saints. I don't give a fuck about the 2009 NFC Championship because they cheated. And you should remember that. And the next time you see a Saints fan, I don't care if they're a child or a woman, you should punch them in the face. And you can take that to a courtroom. That's going to be, that'll be my new saying on the show. I just noticed the microphone was fucked up. I hope it didn't destroy the first minute of audio there. I had to, I had to enjoy that live on the show. God damn. Uh, You know, you're playing Jameis Winston. I mean, Andy Dalton. (laughs) Same thing. Same thing. Um, And barely eked it out. But we're three and one and getting it done, baby. Uh, We're going to hang in there. We're playing the Bears next week. And I expect us to fully beat the shit out of them. Uh what's going on? It's episode 57 of Joey hates everything. Sorry for the delay again. I don't want to talk about it. Well, it's just been a crazy past week at work. I uh got into a pretty crazy fight and one that's the important part, ladies, don't slide out of your seats there. That's right. I am now 3 and 11 in fights. We're making our way back to a uh, towards a winning winning number there. Um, It's been, yeah, been a tough week, and I think I'm finally getting out of this job. It is just too fucking crazy and dangerous and too many crackheads. You guys have heard the whole thing. I think I'm getting another job at the mall, so that'll be all good. Don't worry about me. With that being said, you, gotta, you got the weekly Joey job update. That should be a section on the show. I just noticed we didn't do a fentanyl story of the week last week. We're going to have to do it this week in fentanyl for this one when we pause here. Uh, let's start off with the first story, though, from The Hill. Here's the headline. Seven-year-old attacked by aggressive mountain lion in California Park. Now here, before we get into this story, this is why I just wanted to talk about this and tell you why it freaks me out. Okay? I've talked about it on the show before. Me and my father, we have differing, differing political views. I would say that I lean left and he leans right. But one thing that blows my mind is I'm very uh, pro-Second Amendment unless we're giving, you know— a death machine to an 18 year old with no background check. You know, sometimes I feel like that does happen and you say, oh, well, they do background check them. Well, I'm not sure that they do it enough. Uh, but you know how I feel about guns. It's, we'd probably all be better off with a pistol in, in this country that's falling apart. My father does not feel that way. From the time I was a child, I was not allowed to play with any toys that had guns or anything like that. Uh, it's just been very Anti-gun, and I think that does have a lot to do with he. He did grow up in the hood on the East Coast in New Jersey. Shouts out Pasake. Uh The one time I've been there, we were we had got in really late. We were there for my great uncle's funeral, and we immediately just started driving around to see the different things in the town my dad grew up in. And my mom pulled over to this park. My dad goes, "Oh, oh wow! My, uh, you know, Grandma used to take me here all the time. We should get a picture of this. You guys go out in front and take a picture." and it just wasn't a very well-lit park i'm sure to hide the absolute uh, garbage people that were there you know just hide them in the shade of night from any passing by tourists because when we got out there we we my mom took the picture and the flash came on and we looked behind us in the flash and there was literally a man standing at the park at 11 o'clock at night Um, just waiting to, you know, sell crack, uh, at the slide, the public park hours are for children. The after park hours are for crack businesses. And that's fair. And that's fair. This country revolves around the almighty dollar sign. And by God, we, uh, we should respect that for all businesses. Hindsight 2020, we probably shouldn't have gotten out of the car to take that picture that late at night in that area. But, um, anyway, I digress. The reason that this story stood out to me is because my father and my little brother, uh, who's 14, they love going camping. And hey, who who doesn't love going camping if you can have a drink and a smoke and, and go on a flat hike? That's a fun time. Who doesn't like that? The problem is they go out to the middle of nowhere and my dad brings a mallet for protection. They don't even have like a machete or something like that. Um, and I always get on them and I swear to God, it's every time I see them, they're going on a new camping trip and I got to tell them, is it, you going to get a, you know, something, are you going to bring something besides a tool that is made for, uh, you know, small projects? Like, what do you, I don't know. And you might be like, what are you crazy? Why do they need to bring a gun to a campsite? Just based on the stories that I've heard and that they've told me. The last time they were there, they got ran up on by a pack of cows. (laughs) And no, I ain't talking about some gals from Wisconsin. Oh! Oh! Boosh! No, literally a herd of wild cattle. They said like 30 different cows rolled up on them uh, at their campsite, which is in the middle of nowhere. And uh, they sent me a picture of the cows. It was terrifying. It seemed like something you find in one of those really dark... Twitter pages. It's just like all dedicated to horror stuff. And it's, these cows looked like they were going to start speaking in tongues and walk around on hind legs and chop my family members up. So I was like, you know, go away from the cows guys. Uh, minutes later on this hours later, whatever the same night on this camping trip that they're telling me about a man stumbles through their campsite. They're not around anybody. They're like, they're they're half a mile away from anybody else. This is the desert. And a man comes by talking to himself, just strumming a guitar, just loosely. My goddamn, that goddamn bitch took the kids and now this is my life. And they're just, they're sort of just laughing about it, thinking it's funny. And I'm going, oh my God, what do you even tell people that aren't scared of that type of shit? It ends up being funny most of the time, but then there's that there's that one or two percent chance of the time that it doesn't end up uh, being all fun and games, and the man uh, tries to beat you to death with the guitar. And so that's why I just think that you should have a gun out there. Another reason, <clears throat> another reason you should probably have a gun out there is aggressive mountain lions. Hang tight here. This is a long one. Wildlife officers resumed their hunt Wednesday for what was called an aggressive mountain lion that attacked a seven year old boy at a Los Angeles County park. The sprawling Pico Canyon Park, which is located in Stevenson Ranch near Santa Clarita, California, was closed Tuesday evening and it was to remain closed indefinitely while authorities tried to capture the big cat, according to the Los Angeles County Police Department, uh, Los Angeles, sorry, the Los Angeles County Department of Parks and Recreation. The attack occurred Monday when a mountain lion bit a seven-year-old on the buttocks (laughs) as he walked up a flight of stairs, wildlife officials say. How did you—did he not see it coming? The man the kid was walking upstairs. I guess they're good at creeping up on, uh, you know, unsuspecting people. Uh, The child was hospitalized with non-threatening life—non-life-threatening wounds, which were swabbed for DNA. Uh, They're they're swabbing the DNA so they can try and hunt down that mountain lion and kill it, I guess, because that's the aggressive mountain lion. Yeah, you know, we're talking about mountain lions, sir, correct? where it's in their nature to uh, hunt people down, you know, specifically small children or old people, people who can't move as fast or aren't as strong. So you should probably not leave them unattended at a state park. Maybe you shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't go there at all. Maybe you can see all of this stuff on Google or you could go to a spot where there's no mountain lions. Hmm. (laughs) What a crazy idea. Um, Yeah. Wildlife experts say mountain lions typically pose little threat to humans and generally avoid any human interaction. I don't believe that. That's simply not true. That's simply not true. That's a way to get you to go to their state park and then they have more people there. So they have a higher budget. Uh, That's simply not true. I'm denying that completely with no research, but come on. I mean, if you see a mountain lion, I feel like you're instantly like, oh, I'm kind of fucked here. I'm kind of, this is, this is trouble now. Um, and I guess in California you can't really, I don't think you can bring a gun to a state park unless you're like a FBI agent, but, uh, yeah, maybe just, maybe just don't go. I was going to say, don't go that deep into the shit, you know, like I've been in the woods before and you just find creepy stuff in there. I'm sure you find it at uh, wildlife parks as well. I'm sure it's a gigantic place, but it sounds like this kid was walking up the stairs maybe near like a, uh, I don't know, the the park office or something like that. And how, how are you going to say they're not aggressive then? They don't understand. They don't know that that's, they, you get what I'm saying? That's not an area then a mountain lion would be like, "Oh yeah, these are oddly shaped rocks. They're this is a perfectly symmetrical shape uh, that I'm going to walk up here and then there's this child who I'm going to attack." No, that's sorry, that's the one mountain lion. That's an asshole, I guess. Uh I don't know, guys. Maybe it's not worth it to go to the state park or wherever the fuck and then leave the kid unattended. If you can't have the kid literally nearly walking just in between your legs basically just completely covering the child in an area where there's mountain lions don't go that would be my advice uh let's let's move on here oh here's um here's a fun one very we we we're gonna probably do a pennsylvania story of the week i think that's gonna have to be a segment maybe on every other episode there's just too many good stories and they're all so pennsylvania Here's a reputable news source, I'm, I'm sure, called Raw Story. Uh, here's the headline. Woman sues Pennsylvania officials for allegedly forcing her to give birth alone in a filthy jail cell. I, that's some Ambridge shit for you right there. Beaver County boys represent. I guess and girls, too. A woman who says she was left to give birth on the dirty concrete floor of her jail cell has filed a federal lawsuit accusing jail nurses of ignoring her screams and pleas for help for six hours, the Associated Press reports. In her suit, Jasmine Valentine says that some nurses working for the jail contra- uh, contacted a medical provider, Pennsylvania Prime Care Medical, Inc. She said she was going through drug withdrawals instead of labor. So it sounds like they, they contacted somebody else and the jail staff was like, "I'm not, I'm not dealing with this shit. There's no way, which almost, you know, I'm not going to say I get it. The woman was giving birth, but I'm not surprised uh, by the by the current state of our jails. I can't believe they didn't, uh, you know, Chinese rice patty, the baby jail staff even laughed at her and said she was trying to make an excuse to get out of her cell. The lawsuit alleges Valentine claims she then removed the baby's amnitonic sac sack and slid it into her jail cell door to prove she wasn't lying. Holy shit. Oh God, that's fucking crazy. Can you imagine the panic that went over those, uh, that went over those corrections officers? They're just like, shut up, bitch. You ain't having a baby. And then all of a sudden a, a pile of placenta just lands next to you. And you're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm getting sued. Holy fuck. I might go to jail for this that's i mean to say that that's gross negligence is i mean i bet you these people still have their jobs if there's one thing we know about the cops they got a week paid off and they're back at it a fellow inmate heard valentine's cries and called valentine's boyfriend who called the jail and pleaded with the staff to help her according to the suit a jail deputy later discovered valentine holding a newborn baby the suit also says unsanitary conditions in the cell cause the babies to develop a type of staph bacteria infection that is resistant to many antibiotics. Okay. So I was making jokes at a, at first. I like to just read the headline and then paste the stories in here so that you can get a live reaction as I read it. Now I'm angry. Now I'm mad. Now I'm thinking, um, like, I'm just... I always like to try and put myself in these positions because the show's about me and me being right and my opinions. Um, I truly, truly, if someone did this to one of my family members, I don't know how you don't like go find that person and beat the shit out of them. Uh, let's say this is your sister and that's your newly born nephew, and it has to be given birth to on a re needle-ridden fucking Pennsylvania jail ground, like what? With no help, this woman delivered her own baby like a scene from The Walking Dead. I don't. Who the fuck are these people that are just getting away with this? Like we're just hiring them. That's the thing about corrections officers. The people, it's only a job for dumbasses. Dumb. Asses. dumb Dumb, lazy motherfuckers uh, are the same ones who want to become a cop in the suburbs, same ones who want to be a corrections officer anywhere. They don't give a fuck about, uh, you know, helping these people or talking them through their shit. They let this woman push out a baby onto an AIDS floor. Like, what do you, what do you even say to that? Um, I hope those two corrections officers, you know, get caught like that scene from Breaking Bad. I'll say it right now. I hope they beat the fuck out of those guys. And I'm sure they will. I'm sure, you know, uh, uh, I feel like it was wrong based on the name for me to assume that the boyfriend has been to jail. Cut that out. Uh, We'll cut that out. Hey, hey, uh, oh, there's nobody here. Um, Yeah. So, anyway, I just, I really hope that there's some sort of punishment for that because, you know, as somebody, I'm not going to compare myself to a corrections officer, but as somebody that I do, you know, the asset protection in Phoenix now, which has got to be one of the most mentally ill cities in the united states and on top of that i used to work at all these different shitty hotels where you get the craziest motherfuckers coming into the front there are other ways to deal with things besides going shut up bitch like i i don't know i don't know they wouldn't even go check the jail cell i mean that's all they had to do to see that this woman was in labor it's terrible and that's the type of people that are uh you know that were we're supposed to have respect for. I almost get it. Like when I see people steal and commit crimes, because it's like, there's nobody that's going to help you. The system that is designed to quote unquote, rehabilitate you is not going to do that. They're going to make your, chi- they're going to give your child a, uh, bacterial related staph infection that cannot be cured by most antibiotics, antibiotics. Why did I say it like that? And then, And then they're just going to get their jobs back. So I'm not sure, uh, you know, how we're supposed to respect the people that, oh, all we hear about is the thin blue line. Oh, their jobs are so crazy. And then when it comes down to actually helping people and going into a school with a active shooter, uh, we see these guys, you know, go squirt out some hand sanitizer or chill there and play fucking words with friends, wordle, candy crush, while a woman is uh, in the middle of giving birth with no anesthetic and uh no medical supplies literally like i mean my grandfather who was born in sicily in dude i don't even know what fucking year i'm so bad at math 1930 maybe i think no probably probably more like 1935 it doesn't matter i'm making a point because the year that he was born you know it was in sicily and there was no uh there's no hospital system or any modern medical technology like we have today so the story is that his mother was trying to get to the local doctor in their village and uh trying to give birth to him and she couldn't wait any longer and so they got caught in a storm on a street on the way over and a bunch of wild dogs started surrounding them started circling them they're like that's a newborn baby i smell that placenta uh that sicilian placenta is a strong scent and i'm gonna eat that baby Um, and luckily my great grandpa and his brothers were around with guns (laughs) they're standing around a woman giving birth in the street with guns uh, as as a storm is rolling through and these dogs are circling uh, like, the, like the woman is giving birth to the devil. He's a good man. You know, my grandpa had his flaws. He certainly wasn't the devil. But holy fuck, what a way to come into it, you know? Um, and that was probably a more practical and humane birth than having to be alone in a jail cell with people ignoring you, probably shouting profanities at you as you're trying to get a baby out onto a dirty floor, she threw the, what is it called? What is it fucking called? What did she throw? The amniotic sack. She had to throw out the amniotic sack from the jail cell door to prove she wasn't lying. Oh my God. I hope they fuck those guys up. Um, what else do we got here? We got another long one. Do we, Do we like the long ones? Do we hate the long ones? I know I'm not the best at reading, which is an insane thing to say. Imagine how embarrassed your parents would be if you said into a microphone, and, uh, you know, I ain't the best with the reading stuff. I don't do so good with the words in the page. And they like, we're going to pay for your college. You think they would think of that as a waste? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of that. My mom texted me earlier in the week. I guess she's getting into podcasts now, and she found – she already knew about the podcast, but I'm sure she just looked it up uh, on the Apple app, and I don't think she knew that they – every episode gives a description of what we talk about. And so she scrolls down, and she sees one that I did with RJ and Max, and the first topic that's discussed is pornography. And she was like, do Max's parents know about this? And I was like, dude, I mean, I don't think that the man is going to be an adult in less than a year. I don't think that they care um, about him, about him making uh, pussy jokes into a half working microphone with his face not showing and his last name not listed. I don't think they care. Um, Haven't heard from him in a while. So (laughs) I guess we'll find out about that. Okay. Enough dirty laundry. Daily Mail, at least 17 people are burned alive as Inferno rips through restaurants. It's a crazy world. I've been watching a lot of Kyle Donegan lately and uh, stealing his impressions um, in my own life and pretending that I can just do crazy impressions when the truth is I've seen four and a half hours of him uh, talking as Sylvester Stallone in the past week. And let me just tell you, it's a crazy world. At least 17 people were burned alive after an inferno ripped through a restaurant during busy busy lunchtime service in China. It started at about 12.40 p.m. local time in the Hongyu uh, something people's restaurant in Changchun, the capital of Jilin. Wow, I feel like I was supposed to know how to pronounce the one with the J and now I feel embarrassed. According to China's state television channel CCTV, Customers were inside the eatery during lunch hour when the fire began. They have a state television CCTV. I mean, I mean, for fuck's sake, folks, I if I don't know. I don't know. There's a reason I don't have TikTok. And that reason is because it's run by the Chinese government. And when you sign up for the terms and services, they go, okay, so we have access to the rest of your phone, everything you say and do, uh, we will document so that we can start blackmailing Americans into taking the country down uh, from the inside. And they might not even need to do that. They might not. They might just need to, uh, you know, start listening to Morgan Whalen Wallen, or whatever it is, and start posting uh, about BLM and Blue Lives Matter on Facebook. And they might get enough people to bring down the country. I don't. I don't know if they have to do that. But hey, folks, what more evidence do you need to to see that that is happening other than the fact that the Chinese government has a state television CCTV channel? So that you know that not only is the government watching you, uh, the res- anybody can tune in and see you uh, buying tampons and that uh, really gross tuna that you're embarrassed to buy. But it's $2 less than the uh, plastic container one. So you get it in the tin can. And everybody knows that when you slide it out of there, it's just going to be this wet, disgusting, rotten pussy smell uh, going into your pasta. And so you're very embarrassed about that. And the rest of the Chinese state knows that. <clears throat> Three people were injured and taken to uh, the hospital for treatment, and the charred remains of 17 people were removed from the dilapidated building. Images show smoke and flames cascading out of the building. The blaze was extinguished by around 3 p.m. by fire crews. The cause of the fire is under investigation. Jesus Christ. Deadly fires occur frequently in China, where lax enforcement of building codes and widespread unauthorized construction can make it hard for people to flee burning buildings. You know, I know, I know we're not the best country in the world. I know we're uh, asking women to throw out their placenta from the jail cell as proof that they're actually having a baby, but God damn, you gotta be happy you don't live in China, right? You gotta be happy you don't live in the Middle East, China, at this point, fucking Canada. Mexico. We may not be the best. We're getting beat by a lot of white European countries, but that's a given. Okay? That's that's just going to be a given. Um I think we're still doing okay. We're we're to compare us to an NFL team to compare us to an NFL team, I would say we are the Ravens right now. Got a good offense. We've got some power to us, all right? Uh you know, the 100 billion dollars we spend on the military on ar-15s a year for the military whatever they fucking use m-16s there's somebody going it's not even ar-15s you did not even know so maybe don't talk about the military maybe don't talk about hey blue lives matter um you know we got we got a powerful military and that's lamar jackson but also um you know the fact that we can't handle Uh, looking into anything, looking into any information, and we get all of our information from TikTok, and we hate each other based on who we voted for as president, and we eat uh, processed foods that are giving us cancer every single time we touch them. That's Lamar Jackson's knees, okay? We've got this huge, powerful thing standing on human knees, and eventually those knees are going to get hit. So you got it. You got to wonder: do do we invest in the way that we're going? And it seems that that uh, for the Ravens and for us, that's going to be true. Pretty sure those knees are going to get blown out. Um. Anyway, anyway. Um. the The article continues to go on about in the last year there ha- there was a death in a major city, fifteen people were killed by a fire, 25 more were injured by the fire. And then about a a year earlier than that, 18 people, mostly children at a martial arts school in central Henan, in the central Henan province. Um, I mean, it caused, they said it caused an uproar over fire safety standards. You do got to give respect to the Chinese people because they're not taking it lying down. You see all those protests in Beijing and shit. And boy, it's just, uh, it's, it's proof that, um, Asians are definitely smarter than white guys The the shit that they're able to do at their riots versus ours makes me a little embarrassed. I'm not going to lie. They do this shit where they, um, so they have a bunch of bricks right in a backpack. And instead of throwing them into a window of a cop car with a cop next to you, like the idiots that were <laughs> rioting, uh, it, you know, when, uh, the George Floyd stuff happened, it was all idiotic. Okay. Can we look back on that and say there was a lot of, idiocy, um, in, in burning small buildings, as well as the cops pepper spraying people who were there nonviolently. Can we say that it was a very American, uh, crock of shit, just a crock pot of a clusterfuck? Can we agree on that? Uh, no, I'm sure we can't. Um, what was I saying? But they do this thing where they So they get into a huge group and they go towards the police while they're all, you know, grouped up and the police are coming at them with the riot shields and they start, you know, throwing shit at them, all this different stuff. And while the people in the front are distracting the cops, the people behind them are grabbing bricks out of their backpack and passing them back, passing them back one by one through the crowd. And they set them up. So that there's just a bunch of bricks and you can't see them because they're by everybody's ankles and they're behind the first row of people. So when the cops, and you know, they have all the, uh, you know, the Chinese military, whatever the fuck they are, they have all the different riot gear and shit. So they're obviously going to be able to beat the protesters who are there in a COVID mask with, uh, you know, colored smoke and rocks. And so as soon as they run away, they you know, they know that the bricks are already there. The cops get up to it and they're like, "Oh shit, oh shit, gotta step over the bricks. you know, uh, one guy breaks his ankle, the other guy accidentally falls. Uh, if it is, if that happened into America, I swear to God a cop would just shoot into the crowd and go, "I tripped over one of the bricks. You guys put the fucking bricks there. I swear. Um that's how it would go down. Anyway, as my point is, as bad as it can get here sometimes, and as dark as it may seem, at least we're not fucking living in China. At least you're not living in China. It's the United States of America, man. Come on, come on. You know, uh, but you, you don't like it, put some bricks down. That's my Joe Biden impression. All right, I'll, we're back. Um, what's that? Oh, I understand. We we have a clip from the uh, from the fight that occurred earlier in the week. I, I, this is this is after the fight correct okay all right let's play it i came here tonight i didn't know what to expect get i see a lot of people hate me and i didn't know what to feel about that so i guess i didn't like too much not even during this fight, I've seen a lot of changing. The way you felt about me and the way I felt about you. And here, there were two guys oh my God, how long showing each rest? other. Jesus. But I guess I just wanted to get to the part where he where he goes, if I could change, you could change. We could change like it's uh, if you don't know, that's a clip from Rocky 4 where at the end it's known as one of the worst scenes uh, in Rocky where he's just standing and talking to the Russian people after they somehow start cheering for the American guy during the Cold War after he just uh, pulled off the biggest boxing upset in the history of the sport. Does't make sense? Uh, but it's a great scene. And I just, I wanted to get to that point. And sometimes, you know, comedy doesn't work out on the show. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> that was um, <clears throat> the reason I chose that one is I had posted the uh, video that I got of the fight from our CCTV. Uh, what, whatever footage I could get from that camera angle, I posted it on my Snapchat. And I did some commentary to try and be funny where I was pretending that I was Rocky and I was like Balboa steps into it, steps away. He dodged him again. And now now he got a knee to his face. He kneed him in the face. And I didn't realize that, uh, the people, like I am the last generation people that were born in, uh, 2000 or later. They, I don't think they know Rocky. Like, I think that it just, it just went away, uh, for people that are like 22 and younger. So people thought, who don't know me thought that my last name was Balboa and like I was doing the commentary of myself, which would be so douchey. It is douchey to post it though and be like, yeah, I'm a tough guy. Hey, you know, I took the job. So I would, uh, so it made me a little tougher, you know? Uh, we're going to try and, uh, make all these different, cause we have multiple videos of physical interactions. And as soon as I can get out of this goddamn job, uh, definitely put them all together and put that on YouTube for you. Me and Markel are going to, try and work on that, try and get the YouTube going. And with that, I would like to make the announcement that we will be getting back on Twitter. It's going to be just my own personal account. And even though I don't want to, and it's going to cause, you know, it just, Twitter just makes you angry. Like it just puts this cloud into your brain where you're just like, I can't believe people are so fucking stupid. And it makes you think that, you know, it's an echo chamber. makes you think that you're right about everything. Um, but yeah, it's just the the fact that we need to do something to grow the show a little bit more. And I think that that's the best way to do it. It's the only social media I think I'm willing to have at this point. I would rather, um, I mean, I don't, if you're still on Facebook at this point, Jesus fucking Christ, meta, whatever they call it, you know, I, there's so many instances of People who you grew up with and you just get secondhand embarrassment for them and their family because their 60 year old father is posting about how uh, a family issue made him emotional in the past week because at Thanksgiving, your aunt got drunk and said that they should build the wall and maybe we should keep those dirty bleeps over there. And, you know, she's a nice lady, but sometimes when she drinks wine, she gets a little bit loose. Uh, Some of the family members are thinking it's more than wine. And the father included that in the Facebook post. So now you're going, oh, Jesus Christ, like this person's family is falling apart. And I wouldn't have known about it unless this person took out the uh, post on the timeline to treat it like a therapy session where 600 of his friends and colleagues uh, now have to think about the fact that He and his sister don't speak anymore. And that's not a specific, I'm not talking about a specific time. I'm just saying you could pull it. You go on your Facebook right now. I bet you, if you looked long enough, you could find a post like that. Get off the folks, get off the Facebook. I'm telling you right now, get off the Facebook. We used to have to watch this lady when we were in middle school. Um, and she was, I we didn't have to watch it, but it was, I was watching this, uh, thing for a psychology class as a documentary about young people and how they interact now with social media. And then the fact that, I mean, just more and more kids, like it, they, they try and make it seem like more people are not on drugs from a young age. And that's, I don't think that that's true. I don't think that that's true at all. Um, anyway, I I forgot my point there. Really, it's just that uh, all this different shit is bad for you, and it doesn't just affect kids. It affects adults as well. It's pretty sickening. I don't even remember how we got onto that. Um, Get off the Facebook, folks. Get off. These children don't know how to interact anymore because they're all using chemicals whenever they go out to social events, and that's how they get over the anxiety. And you're like, dude, she sounds like uh, super annoying, but she's not wrong. <sighs> Good times. We had some dark stuff on the show today. Let's. Yeah, this isn't necessarily exciting or happy, but let's go. Um, let's go with something so so stupid it's funny. Here's a blogger named Jordan Campbell. Six kick-ass things to do in Madison, Wisconsin. You know, when I saw this. I got, um, if you've ever seen the show The League, there's a character named Kevin who has this thing. Whenever he gets really scared, he gets an erection. And so I swear to God, sometimes when I get really angry, like my dick moves just a little bit. Like there's just a little bit of blood flow down there. Not because I'm a weirdo and I uh, like, you know, um, um, aggressive porn. Well, I like aggressive Les stuff because it feels like they're not, She's not slapping the girl in the face that hard. I can't do this stuff with the guys because it's just like, a dude, I mean, the bone structure there, you know, um, weird way to take that weird direction to take that. And it always comes back to porn. Um, six kick-ass things to do in Wisconsin by Jordan Campbell. I'm going to try and read this in a fat Wisconsin voice because <laughs> you know, this one's a hefty lady. It's not like I needed any more reasons to love Wisconsin. After my Midwest road trip, oh, she doesn't live there, but just pretend. When I visited Bayfield and the Apostle Islands in Milwaukee, I was all in on the underrated, undervisited, and under-talked about state. No changing my mind. And then Madison came along to steal my heart. With their insanely awesome virtual tour, seriously, what's a girl to do? Now it's getting into like some weird, I don't know. I lost the Wisconsin thing there. Hold on. How about write a blog post telling everyone else about the kick-ass things to do in Madison, Wisconsin? So yes, that's happening. Keep reading. All right. So I went through the article and, um, you know, it was painful. It was painful. It's just like I talked about, uh, with different things being on Twitter and just why I don't want to get back on there because you read these things, you go, I can't believe this person exists. Um, I, if you like Wisconsin and you like going there, I'm not saying that it's the worst state in the entire world. Okay, I, it's it's up there. It's I hate them. Goddamn hate them. Uh, the people I've met from Wisconsin, I, I like some of them, but um, you know there's just this cockiness to the fat to this idea that they're um, amazing because of the Packers. I really feel like that bleeds into uh, their identities because they are a bunch of pale, fat. Idiots. And you need to under you need to understand that. And there's people listening to this going, my cousin's from Wisconsin, you know, he's got a bachelor's. So why don't you just relax? Okay. Okay. That's fair enough. Let me read you the six things that Jordan Campbell came up with uh, for, for this article. Should we start with number six? And we'll go down. Okay. Number six. Emerge yourself in all the Hashtag culture. To use that word in the whitest state in America is like, hey, ignorant. We'll move past that one. Bike and hike. Hashtag all the trails. Guarantee you they're not in the top ten states for for uh, the best rated parks, trails, all that. I guarantee you. I could name. I could name ten other states off the top of my head, which I think would be boring. But you know I can. I know you can right now. So I don't feel the need to list them off. Number four, swim and paddle, hashtag all the lakes. Suck my cock if you think you've got better lakes than Minnesota. End of discussion. And that's all, period. Drink, number two. uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Number three. (laughs) How'd you know something like this was coming? Try, hashtag all the mustard. Try all the mustard. You fat fucks, you fat, disgusting lards of people. In your top three, you've got a condiment, and not even a good one. Actually, I like mustard. I don't think I have maybe I'm not maybe I'm not cultured enough as someone who enjoys Wisconsin and I haven't tried enough mustard. But holy shit, you couldn't think of something else to put in the top three. It gets better, folks. I swear to God. Number two, drink hashtag all the beer. We'll give them that one. That's the one of the six I'll allow because Miller Lite is brewed in in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And, um, you know, I'm not really supposed to talk about this. I actually work with the Miller Lite group um, because, you know. They uh, they don't sponsor the show necessarily, but I just, I would call them friends of the show. Like we've drank in thousands of Miller Lights while live on air on the show. So I would call us friends. And the reason that they have their headquarters in Wisconsin is for just in case we ever do have to launch the insurrection, uh, which will come if the Packers win any time in the next five years or with Aaron Rodgers if they win the Super Bowl while he's still a Packer. We will invade, um, there will be deaths, there will be um, attacks, and uh, you you have my guarantee on that. That is why the Miller Brewing Company has set up there so that we can instantly infiltrate, uh, infiltrate the area. Um, we'll be mobilized instantly. Uh, I already have my outfit picked out for it. I've told you this before, just try not to tell anybody else, okay? Um, and then of course, what did you think? Number one was going to be, I'm going to give you a few seconds here. Cheese. she put the number one thing down as cheese, as if this was written by an obese AI. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And maybe I'm making too much of a thing about it being a fat thing and I don't care um literally they they're disgust they're disgusting people um not not fat people people from Wisconsin um and I truly truly believe that that is something that they value the way we we value um I don't even know I don't even know the obsession with cheese hey it's cheese it's fucking cheese there's a limit to how good it can get. It's made by curdling milk in a, uh, in a controlled area environment. It's mold. Your number one thing is mold. Go fuck yourselves. Straight up. You have the best quarterback in the history of the game, and you have one Super Bowl to show for it um, as, as far as he when he's been there. You had one of the best ones in the nineties. You won with him and then your other two don't count. So I'm so sick of hearing the shit about it being title town. You, you, if Aaron Rogers had played on the Patriots, he'd have seven Super Bowls right now. Um, really, really, they are given too much credit as, as a state. All of the things that you see depicted about them being a nice Midwestern, like, Oh yeah, they're just sweet people. That's Minnesota, dude. I know I give a Minnesota a lot of shit, straight up, we are better than them. We are superior than those stinky, fat, disgusting race of people from Wisconsin. And, you know, I could keep going. And um, I just think, I just, I truly believe that they need to be, I don't want to use the term exterminated, but they are swine. They are rats. Uh, We are the superior race as Minnesotans. Dein I'm sorry. Sorry. I I got a little too German on that one. I was doing a, I was, uh, I started doing Nazi propaganda, but it was meant to be, uh, in, it was meant to be pro Minnesota and not anti Jew and not pro Nazi, but it was supposed to be anti Wisconsin. Um, I'm sure Miller Lite's fine with that. They don't actually sponsor the show. I don't want to get sued. (sighs) What else do we have here? Oh, here's a good one. I just got done talking about um, how we're not controlled as much as China is. And then you hear this. Wealth of geeks. That's uh, That's the source I got this from. So take that with a grain of salt. FBI seizes $86 million from safe deposit boxes, permanently confiscated. The FBI raided nearly 1,400 safe deposit boxes in the U.S. private vaults from a private vault store in Beverly Hills. The feds rummaged through personal belongings of a jazz saxophone player, an interior designer, a retired doctor, two-century city lawyers, a flooring contractor, and hundreds of other people. They took photos of items like passwords, uh, different lists, credit cards, prenuptial agreements, pay stubs, immigration and vaccination records, heirlooms, bank statements, and even a will. Agents even discovered cremated human remains in one of the boxes. Newly unsealed court documents have shown that FBI agents misled the judge who signed the warrant to raid the safe deposit boxes. Let's just let's just pause there for a second. They don't ca- they don't care. These guys killed Martin Luther King, dude. They uh I'm pretty sure they tried to take Joe Rogan out at one point. Um they don't they don't care. They I think it was the CIA maybe that actually tried to kill him. But same thing, uh they tried to kill Martin Luther King. They're not they're not the best people in in the world their their idea is we are the ones in power we have all of these different ways to get around these different things uh say warrants or if we do mislead a judge there's not going to be any consequences for this um you know if you don't believe that the fbi or the cia someone related to the government is the one that killed Jeffrey Epstein or got him out of that prison cell, then, then you're a fucking moron. Uh, these guys do whatever they want. <clears throat> Let's see, where were we? They did not disclose the fact that they planned to permanently confiscate everything inside the box that had at least $5,000 in cash or goods. The justification for the cons- confiscation was the presumption that hundreds of unknown box holders were storing assets that may or may not be tied to unknown crimes. It took a total of five days for agents to finish filing their evidence bags. They collected more than $86 million in cash, gold, silver, rare coins, gem-studded jewelry, and plenty of expensive watches. The U.S. Attorney's Office tried to block public disclosure of, paper, of court papers that exposed the deception, but the judge rejected the request to keep the documents sealed. I mean, that's the limit of where it can be pushed. They will kill you. They will kill you. Um, the judge that was involved in the Epstein case, a UPS worker, or one of the judges that was involved, a UPS worker, somebody staged, uh, you know, dressed up as one of them, walked up to her house and shot her son and her husband in the face. Uh, they will, they'll do it. The deception originally came to light in FBI documents and depositions of agents in class action lawsuits by box holders who claimed the raid violated their rights. Clearly. Court filings also revealed that the federal agents defied restrictions put in place by US magistrate judge Steve Kim by searching through the owners belongings for evidence of crimes. Robert Frommer a lawyer who is representing nearly 400 of the box holders had this to say about the situation. The government did not know what was in those boxes, who owned them, or what, if anything, those people had done. That's why why the warrant application did not even attempt to argue. I'm sorry, I think I fucked that up. That's why the warrant application did not even attempt to argue that there was probable cause to seize and forfeit box renters' property. Uh, it goes on to just explain more about why it was wrong. What they did. I mean, I think I don't think we need to even go over that. Um, oh, there's a part at the end here. U.S. <laughs> there's always a part at the end. You gotta, you gotta not, you gotta not uh, skip over that. Um, U.S. Private vaults pled guilty to conspiracy to launder drug money, and the investigation is ongoing. Plaintiffs in the class action lawsuit have asked District Judge Gary. Klossner to declare the raid unconstitutional. If the judge grants the request, the FBI will be forced to hand over all the assets that it confiscated by the raid. So basically it's like, it's basically like if someone came into your home and took all your shit, right? Uh, just took all your most valuable stuff. And they're like, we don't, we don't have to give that back. The apartment complex you live at, just pled guilty to money laundering and drug trafficking. We don't, the law says we don't, we don't give a fuck. And then you go, well, wait, like, yeah, I I understand you guys can do this if you have probable cause and a warrant from a judge, correct? And they go, well, you know, well, you know, it's just, you know, that's, that's for normal people. That's for people who don't have rights. We control the uh, most powerful country in the, in the world um, with enough, you know, nuclear power to blow everything off of the face of the earth. Uh, So we can, yeah, look, I understand. I understand your grandmother who died of cancer in your mother's arms. And you were there as a 12 year old. And it was very tough for you because you were very close to Gammy. I believe you called her Gammy, right? That's what we saw in your texts. Um, I understand that it's very tough that we just stole the necklace that she was given um, on the Titanic when she was a little girl by the uh, character that was supposed to be Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie. I understand that that's very tough for you, but but you did choose a private vault, bank that was involved in drug traffic. No, I understand. I understand that you were going to keep that. Your grandma told you to keep that for emergencies. That's why it was given to her in case she ever had to pay for something that was uh, super expensive. And it's, it's almost, there's almost no value to it because it's priceless. It literally can't be priced because it's worth that much. You can't find it anywhere else in the world. And it was on the Titanic. But I, I understand that. But somebody else here was, was messing with drugs. No, no. Okay. I, I get it. I get it. If we, if we legalize drugs, I understand I work for the government where we just, we control all this. And I understand that if we weren't, uh, feeding people fentanyl and pills for two decades straight, and then just acting like, Oh, we didn't do that. And then just not, uh, suing, we, we sue the people that are responsible for it, who made trillions of dollars off of this for 86 million. And that's all we did and the world, forgot about it and doesn't care. I understand that we're involved in that and we provide no programs to help the people that are now addicted to this and use the stuff that is laced with the things that are uh, 10 times, 10,000 times as potent as heroin. I understand that we're a part of that. But we're the FBI, man. We could we could kind of just, you know, it is what it is. If you don't like it? Go tell a judge. We'll shoot you and your dad in the face at the door. <laughs> Better not order Amazon for the next few weeks that prime delivery, it's going to get there quick, and it's going to get there with a bomb. Oh, my goodness, dude. It's just, it's funny. It's funny. It's not funny. Um, it's sad. And, you know, going back to a few episodes ago, maybe it was the last episode, we talked about how I think 9-11 is a conspiracy. And, uh, and that gets some people upset, because it's, you know, they can't imagine the... American government doing that to their own people. But look at what they gained by doing it. They, and they, they had the Patriot act enacted. They they can go and see whatever you are doing uh, under the guise of American safety. When the reality is, I mean, you walk down the street right now, you know, unless you're fucking working at Macy's, I guess, Um, You're not really seeing a whole lot of crime during the daytime. You see mental illness. Um, You're not seeing a building explode every time you go past you. You're not seeing uh, a shooting happening. These are all things that are happening and it's terrifying, right? But what what comes with that is the fact that they can do whatever they want under the guise of, oh, maybe that happens. So if you have... All of your money in this box, I mean, your, your one shot at this might be that there are 400 extremely rich people because, you know, there's $86 million taken from there over divided up against 400 people. It's hard to feel bad for those guys. But my point is they would do this to anybody. Um, you, you have 400 people who are going to get the best lawyers um, that can actually, you know, maybe even compete with the government because they, now that this is a news story, there's going to be, that's when they sort of try and try and play ball a little bit. When the FBI knows they're caught, at the end of the day, they know, all right, we at least have to put up this guise as if we are the, the characters from Burn Notice, as if we're Team America. You know, we just, we've killed three insurgents for every one uh, citizen in Iraq and Afghanistan when we were over there. But as long as we know that 9-11 happened and we can always just make a new documentary every two years and then we point out the brown people that got onto the flight, Americans are dumb enough to go, oh, yeah, it makes sense. It's the browns. It's it's not our guys. I was thinking it was our guys for a second based on the fact that one building exploded without having uh, any debris fall on it or any uh, planes hitting it. I, I was starting to think for a second that when two fly, uh, professional Air Force pilots who have gone through hundreds of hours of training were dispatched uh, to to a plane that was hijacked and they kind of just let it go, I was thinking for a second that they were that that was our guys that did that. You know, when the plane exploded in, in Pennsylvania and landed in that field and the debris was too far away to have exploded just from an impact with no prior explosion. I was like, oh, I thought it was our guys, but it was the brown people. That's what I'll leave you with today, folks. Let's see. Do we have anything else interesting here? Let's do uh, oh, God damn it. Hold on. Let's do, let's do one to go out on here. We got a few more minutes before the recording ends. Um, here's one from the LA Times. Wow. Some tough news sources today. Judge plans to order R. Kelly to pay $300,000 to a victim in sex crimes case. A restitution order by U.S. Judge Amy Conley was still being fin- that is still being finalized is meant to cover the cost of treatment for herpes and psychotherapy. Wow. The victim, referred to only by a pseudonym, has accused the jailed Kelly of giving her the sexually transmitted disease during one of their encounters. Kelly could be on the hook for tens of thousands of dollars more to pay for this herpes treatment and counseling for a second victim once the final tally is calculated. The judge rejected a third claim by another accuser. The Grammy-winning multi-platinum selling songwriter appeared at the hearing in federal court in Brooklyn via video from a lockup in Chicago and only spoke to exchange greetings with the judge and turned down an offer to say more. None of the victims were in attendance." Yeah, R. Kelly is a bad guy. Uh, If you don't know, R. Kelly was pretty much... This was the early 2000s, I believe, um, when it was, like, okay to fuck 15-year-olds, I guess. And people go, no, it wasn't! Do you remember Britney Spears? Um, You know you jerked off to that video with her and the snake. I was too young, so you can't get me on that one. Um, Let's see. Let's see. What had happened there? He was basically grooming underage women, having them come to his shows for free. Um, They don't understand that the trade-off here is that you come to this show and you let me take your virginity. Uh, You let me piss on you. That's not a good trade-off. For an R. Kelly show? I'd do that for a Kendrick show, but not an R. Kelly show. Um, Just a lot of that. He would go to... High schools, he would literally pull up to high schools in crazy expensive cars and just pick up girls there. And everybody's like, Oh shit, that's R. Kelly. God damn, that you know, that that sophomore. She's doing well for herself, huh? I'm sure that's fine. I'm sure nothing will come of that. Probably won't even get herpes. Uh that's you know, if anything the world becoming more PC, I think has uh, stopped a lot of 15 year olds from getting fucked by pop stars with herpes. You know, it's throughout history. So many, so many of these guys were doing that shit. David Bowie, I think was fucking a 12 year old. There was just a new show that came out documentary about Elvis. I mean, Priscilla was 14 when they got married. He's probably fucking her when she was 11. Uh, All this different stuff, you know, too many you know's on this episode. That's the Minnesota and me. At least we're not a, bat, a bunch of fat racist fucks, though. We'll see you. We'll see you week 17. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. And we're coming for that ass, Aaron. Avoid Madison, Wisconsin. It's a dump. Uh, Skull Vikes, thanks for listening to the show. And I hope you have a good fucking day, man.